welcome to episode 151 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday around 9 o'clock central. I'm a little late today, but we are still going live on a Thursday morning. I hope you all are having a great morning. I know our Vikings fans where it doesn't feel good to watch the Packers once again in the playoffs get a first round bye and a home field advantage throughout the playoffs. However, still go 49ers. If there's one team that's going to beat you, we want it to be you 49ers. With that being said, there's a lot to talk about here. Not only this upcoming divisional round of the playoffs where we have a lot, we're just cheering against Packers. I mean, really, as long as it's not Packers or Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl in the NFC, I'm fine with 49ers or it being the LA Rams. With that being said, a lot to talk about on today's episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. For the first segment of this episode, we're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers. Now, don't, don't like talking about the Green Bay Packers, because typically we're saying good things. However, with that being said, when you look at the Packers right now, they get a first round buy through the playoffs and they get home field advantage through the playoffs. However, after this season, so let's let's kick it back a notch. Minnesota Vikings were in a complete rebuilding phase. We are in a full rebuilding phase. We got rid of our head coach. We got rid of our GM. Maybe now going to get rid of our quarterback. Maybe get rid of our running back. We are in a full on rebuild right now. However, you look at the rest of the division, the NFC North is looking a lot like the 2020 NFC East right now. With the Detroit Lions obviously not being at all a competitor next year, same goes for the Chicago Bears. Then you take a look at the Green Bay Packers, and you're asking yourself, well, Devontae Adams set to hit free agency. Devontae Adams, pro bowler and first-team all-pro this year, set to hit free agency. Devondre Campbell set to hit free agency, also a first-team all-pro and pro bowler this year. Aaron Rodgers might request for another trade. I mean, the Green Bay Packers are also one of those teams that look like next year might not be competitors. So what if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both leave Green Bay? So we're going to first take a look at the Packers uh, 2022 salary cap. The Packers have $42 million of open salary in 2022. So yes, they have money to bake Devontae Adams the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. And they should. If it was the, the Green Bay Packers, they should make Devontae Adams the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history. And if they don't, he can be somewhere else because there are so many teams that are looking to a wide receiver right now. One team being the Las Vegas Raiders, who are literally a wide receiver away from being competitive in the NFC or in the AFC West. That's one of the teams that I do think will sign Devontae Adams if he does not or go back to Green Bay. You take a look at the Packers, though, they do have the money to bring back Devontae Adams. They also have Aaron Rodgers, who can request a trade. You look at it, if Aaron Rodgers wants to leave Green Bay, shouldn't Devontae Adams want to leave as well? I mean, yes, last year we thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be traded, and he wasn't. However, this year, if that happens again, maybe he is traded away. Then the NFC North is wide open for the Minnesota Vikings to compete. You know, yes, the Vikings still aren't going to be a top team they'll probably be the four seed if they win the division next year but that is good because that is home field advantage in the playoffs you get that four seed you can host uh, one of the wild card teams in the playoffs and make a run for a super bowl and that's why i don't want to get your vikings fans hopes up because we are in a rebuilding phase and maybe we don't want to end up like the eagles the eagles just made the playoffs on a rebuilding year didn't go so well for them now they're stuck with a bad draft pick 
and they made the playoffs with Jalen Hurts. And we saw how Jalen Hurts looked in the playoffs. He does not look like the future for the team, but will be the starter likely for the next two years at least. So if they do bring back Devontae Adams, making him the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, it will be over $28 million average annual salary. That would cut their average or the adjusted cap down to $14 million, which is still enough money to bring back Devontae Campbell. So Packers can easily fully reload on offense, reload on defense, and go for another NFC North title next year. You take a look at it, though, if they don't, we're going to talk about if Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay because he's set to be an unrestricted free agent. If Devondre Campbell leaves Green Bay, that's great as well. I'd love to see Devondre Campbell to go to a different team because I love the guy. I will cheer for all ex-Gophers, but when they play for the Packers, it's really hard to be to, to actually cheer for Devondre Campbell. So I hope he goes to a different team, likely in the AFC. That would be a lot easier to cheer for him, to have a good uh, career in the NFL. Still a great year for him, and maybe the best 2020 free agent signing, or 2021 free agent signing of last year behind Matt Judon. You take a look at them as a whole, though. The Packers, if they don't, if Devontae Adams leaves, if Aaron Rodgers leaves and they decide to go with Jordan Love and they have no receivers on offense, this is our opportunity, Minnesota Vikings fans. Yes. 2022 does not look very bright. And I'll cut straight to the facts. We're not going to be a good team in 2022. We really can't. I mean, on offense, we might be able to surprise everybody because obviously all of our offensive guys are likely going to come back. Kirk Cousins might not be the starter. Dalvin Cook, I do think the Vikings should look to fully rebuild and trade these players away. However, if that doesn't happen, we should still be top five offense in the NFL and can completely run with this division in 2022. Don't want to get you guys' hopes up because we all know how this with the Vikings team that we're cheering for, and it's not going to go too well in the long run. But you take a look at it. If Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, this is the only chance that the Vikings have to competing in 2022. Because you look at this. If I were Ziggy right now, obviously you're first looking to a GM and you're looking to a head coach. Those are what you're looking for right now. After that, you have to look to a complete and utter rebuild for this team because we've tried reloading. We've tried bringing in veteran players on defense. We tried bringing in already developed talent on our team. It doesn't pan out. It just doesn't work. This is what the Vikings did in 2021, and we saw how this season went. The Vikings weren't even close to making the playoffs. They were, they were a game below 500 a game below 500, and we have as much talent that we have on our roster. Obviously, it started with the front office. I understand our coaching staff was holding us back. Now, getting a new coaching staff is not all that we need in order to compete for a Super Bowl. I think we all can agree on that. So you take a look at this, though. If I were Ziggy, and if I were the next GM for the Vikings, I am looking to a new quarterback. I am looking to a new running back. Why? Because you can find value in these trades. Dalvin Cook, by the time the Vikings are competing, it typically takes two or three years to rebuild a team. By the time the Vikings are competing in two or three years, Dalvin Cook is not going to be the same Dalvin Cook he was the last two years. With his injury concerns, I doubt he would be able to. Plus, he's a running back. He gets hit all the time. He's going to fall down. We know this is going to happen. And then Kirk Cousins, you can definitely find value in trading him as well, especially when there's a lot of teams like the Denver Broncos, like the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are looking to a quarterback right now and are a quarterback away from competing and could definitely trade for Kirk Cousins and get a first-round draft pick. If Carson Wentz was worth, worth a first-round draft pick, Kirk Cousins is at least worth a first-round draft pick. And that's why you look at it. The Vikings are in a rebuild, but that doesn't mean that we can't compete in 2022. Because if Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers leave Green Bay, this is wide-open division, and we will be by far the worst division in 2022. But that doesn't matter because I love being the worst division in 2022 because that's two wins against the Lions, that's two wins against the Chicago Bears, and maybe one or two against the Packers as well. That is an easy path to the playoffs right there.
And that's why if Devontae Adams does leave Green Bay, it's more likely than not that he stays with Green Bay because you look at it. He's playing with, I'll admit it, and I hate to say it, maybe the most talented quarterback of all time. Talent-wise, not the greatest quarterback of all time, the most talented quarterback of all time. He's playing with arguably the most talented quarterback of all time. Why would he want to leave Green Bay? If Rodgers wants to leave Green Bay, okay? He's made it obvious the last two years. He's made it obvious. And Rodgers would by far, he's not cold-weather quarterback. We know that. He loves it, Cali. He grew up in Cali. He loves being over there. He could definitely go over where the Raiders are, or no, where the Broncos are, somewhere on the West Coast. I'm sure he would love playing over there more than playing in Green Bay, maybe the coldest stadium in football. I would love to see that happen. This is this gets me so excited because I am so tired of the Packers having a good quarterback. They have had a great quarterback my entire life. And it's so exciting just to think about Yes, it might not. It's likely not going to happen. But just to think about the fact that Rodgers and Devontae Adams might not be in our division anymore. I mean, this is amazing. This could. I don't want to get you guys' hopes up. It's likely going to happen that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams come back for at least one more year because realistically, they can completely destroy this division in 2022. They will own this division in 2022 if they keep the same roster that they had this year. Keep the same roster. They're going to own our division. Not only is uh, Devontae Adams set to hit free agency, Devontae Campbell is as well. Uh, Robert Tanya in the starting tight end. I mean, uh, who else do they? Kevin King. Okay, Kevin King's kind of garbage, and Eric Stokes can definitely step in for his role perfectly fine. Uh, Eric Stokes is a great rookie, and I hate to say that, but he has looked very good as a rookie this year. Sealed the interception against the uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals, one of the best uh, plays this season thus far. But you take a look at this, though. Uh, they do have a lot of players set to have free agency, but what do they also have? $42 million of cap space. So the Packers are perfectly fine. The Packers are perfectly fine in their salary cap right now where they can reload and go for one more year at least. And I hate to say it, but we're going to talk about what if this happens. The Minnesota Vikings should own the division in 2022 if Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams do leave the team. If there's one team to beat the Packers, it is the 49ers. Because right now, 49ers are the hottest teams in the uh, the hottest team in the NFL. I mean, with that team, they completely dominate in the trenches. Like you take a look at the Niners. What do they do well? They are maybe arguably the best team at rushing the pass. No, one of the best teams at rushing the passer. But what they are amazing at is running the dang ball. That offensive line is elite. That running back core is amazing. Debo Samuel does absolutely everything. He is a wide receiver one. He is a running back one. He, he might be the best quarterback as well. Throw him at quarterback. They can beat the Packers. Why? Because they are playing in the Packers stadium where I'm not sure quite what the weather is going to be, but knowing that it's Green Bay in January weather, it's not going to be the, the easiest game to pass. It really won't be. How did the Vikings beat the Packers in their own stadium last year? Dalvin Cook. Simple answer. Two words. Dalvin Cook. Three words. Run the dang ball. That is all the Vikings had to do against the Packers, and they beat them, where Dalvin Cook rushed for over 200 yards. What's to say the 49ers cannot do the same and absolutely run the ball down the Packers' throat? Why? Because they are the hottest team in the NFL, and I would love to see the Niners go over to Green Bay and take on um, take on Aaron Rodgers and beat them. Aaron Rodgers I'm, Niners, obviously, every time they play him, we talk about, oh, the Niners passed on Aaron Rodgers. It talks about every time. It'd be so nice to see the Niners just absolutely own Green Bay. It would be so good to see. And it's very possible, too. 
if I'm going to make my predictions, and I've already made my prediction, um, I did have the Niners beating the Dallas Cowboys. Now going up against Packers, it's so hard to beat them in their own stadium. But if they can continue to run the ball as well as they've been running, and Packers defense is great, but if they continue to run the ball as well as they've been running the last five weeks, they can definitely beat the Packers. Okay, this is going to be a lot closer of a game than people realize. Yes. It's the Packers off of a bye week. Packers have been to the playoffs just about every year, so they're very comfortable. However, with that being said, January weather, Green Bay, might not be completely in the Packers' favor when you really look at it because it is the 49ers who dominate in the trenches. I'm so happy that it, the Niners are playing them too. I'd much rather see the Niners play them than the Cowboys or the Rams play them. It would be if it wasn't the Cowboys, it'd be the Rams. But yeah, that. Love to see it happen. Love to see it happen. Go Niners. Please, please. I believe that's a Saturday game. Yep, Saturday game. Saturday is a good slate. We have uh, Tennessee and Cincinnati and then uh, Green Bay and San Francisco. I'm cheering all in. Bengals, 49ers, Super Bowl. That's what I want to see. Especially the Bengals. Especially the Bengals. Really anybody in the NFC other than Green Bay. I'd... I'd be okay with seeing Tom Brady make another Super Bowl because at least then it won't be Green Bay. At least then it wouldn't be the Packers. That's what I'd be okay with. Good slate this weekend. Divisional round, we got four games and four amazing games this weekend, and I'm so excited for it. Obviously, 49ers against Green Bay. We got to cheer against Green Bay. I cheer for two teams, the Minnesota Vikings and whatever team is playing the Packers. And then you also have Tennessee and Cincinnati. Another good uh, week right there. If you look over here too, on this uh, mug right here, you can check it out on the merch store. It's next year will be our year club. And it's the colorway of all the teams that have yet to win a Super Bowl. You can obviously see us Vikings right there in the word B. But it's next year will be our club. And then all these letters is the teams. There are 13, 13 teams who have not won a Super Bowl yet. And you'll notice here, right here in R, that's the Bengals. And then year, that's the Titans. So they're, they're playing this weekend, and those are two teams who have yet to win a Super Bowl. I was cheering for the Cardinals as well because they're also on this list. This right here, this is a quick guide of what to what teams I'm cheering for. I'm cheering for the teams who have not won a Super Bowl yet. Why? Because I understand their pain. I feel their pain, and I'm cheering for you guys. Well, I guess if it's the Lions, I probably won't be cheering for them. But uh, outside of that, everybody else on this list, I'll probably be cheering for you to win another Super Bowl. And... I was cheering for the Chargers, the Chargers as well. Love watching Justin Herbert. He is such a talented player, and I love watching him play. Also, we have the Bills on here. Bills, I believe, are this one right here. So a lot of teams, the Bills, the Bengals, and the Titans have yet to win a Super Bowl and are all on this list. So maybe after this year, we might have to do some change to this mug. Might have to change it up a bit. You can buy this uh, limited edition one now as long as a team doesn't win, or else we'll have to switch it. But yeah, you can find the merch store on uh, the description of all of my YouTube videos or the podcast episodes, but I'm so excited. And then obviously you have the Browns right here. Browns and Lions, I had to put the first two because not only have they never won a Super Bowl, but they've never been to a Super Bowl. Same for the Titans. But those are three teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. So people might say, well, Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, at least we've been to four, unlike a few other teams in the NFL who have not even been to a Super Bowl before, which is very sad. But I was definitely cheering for the Cardinals um, in the NFC. Now it's really just not the Packers. I'm just cheering for against the Packers. I'd rather see Tom Brady because at least it wouldn't be the Packers. In the AFC, gotta go Bengals. Gotta go underdog. You just have to. However, this game right here, Buffalo KC. Are you kidding me? Buffalo and KC in the divisional round? 
We thought that was going to be the AFC Championship game, but I'm all in for it. Those are two of the most talented young quarterbacks in the NFL, and I would love to see that game. Very odd time, too. It's going to happen at 5.30 Central Time. What? <laughs> what game happens at 5.30 Central Time? Um, but that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I do like the idea that they did switch it a few hours earlier because realistically, you're giving the team a disadvantage when they play last. They have one less day of rest. They have less time uh, to practice. Um which is why I do like what they did there. But 5.30 Central Time, that's very weird. I couldn't see why that would make sense for the NFLPA because the purpose of the NFL is to make money. So I'd expect them to do it at nighttime where bars are more likely popping at nighttime, but totally fine with 5.30 Central Time because it is a Sunday anyways. So most people have it off. But with that being said, we have three teams in the AFC right now, or yeah, three teams in the AFC who has never won a Super Bowl. The only team in the AFC left who has won a Super Bowl is KC. The other three teams have never won a Super Bowl, so I'm cheering for anybody but KC, to be honest with you, in the AFC, and then in the NFC, anybody but the Packers. And then in my prediction, I had KC and the Packers in the Super Bowl, so I just hope I'm completely wrong. I hope I'm completely wrong and my prediction is awful, but that's what I'm hoping for this weekend. It's so fun. I love watching the playoffs. Even though the Vikings are in it, there's still so much to watch for. And I'm kind of happy the Vikings are in it. I'm going to be completely honest because I hate getting humiliated in the divisional round or in the wild card. It doesn't matter what it is. Usually the Vikings are either easy outs in the playoffs or one and done in the playoffs. I have never seen the Vikings win two straight wins in the playoffs. Yeah, never in my life. Because every time every time I've seen the Vikings play in the NFC Championship game, they were they had a first round bye. And they lose in the NFC Championship game. Either get humiliated or lose to a field goal. That is the Vikings... That's the story of the Minnesota Vikings right there. You either lose from a missed field goal or you lose by getting humiliated on primetime. The Minnesota Vikings, top five free agents for the first wave of free agency. This is my top five picks, and you'll notice a trend amongst these players. These players might not be the big name free agents. Last year, when we were looking at Minnesota Vikings free agent targets, I was talking about Trent Williams. I was talking about Joe Thune. I was talking about the biggest names, Justin Simmons, the biggest names who are entering free agency. This year is a completely different story, and I'll get into more why that is in a second. First, we're going to take a look at the Viking salary cap. So you take a look at the Viking salary cap in 2022. We have $13 million of salary, $13 million, which is God awful. And that is not what we want to see. That is such a tiny amount. Why? Because Kirk Cousins sucks up $45 million of our salary cap, which is approximately 30%. Yes, that's 30, 30% of our salary cap is going to our quarterback in 2022. Hence why the Vikings should trade him away. You look at this though. I want to throw a quick stat at you on why this is so stupid. The There has never been a team in NFL history who has won a Super Bowl when the quarterback is making more than 13% of the cal of the cap. Never. More than 13%. Now we have a quarterback who's sucking up basically double that. Yes, this is how dumb the Vikings organization has been and how terrible of an idea it was to extend Kirk Cousins. You take a look at the Vikings, we have $13 million of salary cap and we have a lot of openings on the starting lineup. Those openings are at cornerback, outside linebacker, inside offensive line, safety, and quarterback. A lot of needs on the Vikings team right there. However, what we're focusing on here are the young guys. We're focusing on young players entering free agency. Why? Because the Vikings are simply in a full rebuild right now. We got rid of our head coach. We got rid of our GM. Now it's likely going to get rid of our, our quarterback. Hopefully get rid of our quarterback. What the Vikings are doing here, you have to look at value in free agency. 
This is not a, let's go ahead and sign the biggest name. This is not a, oh, let's bring in Chandler Jones. Oh, let's bring in Brandon Sheriff. Let's bring in the top name players entering free agency. This is not what the Vikings are doing right now. This is a completely different story than the last five years. We are not looking at the biggest name free agent players like we did last year with Joe Thune, Trent Williams, a lot of big names players, Justin Simmons, a lot of big names players. You have to look at here at value because like I've said multiple times, it takes typically two to three years to rebuild a team going from a bad team where the Kirk Cousins are, where the Kirk Cousins, and the Minnesota Vikings are right now to being a Super Bowl contending team typically takes two to three years. This is what we saw with the Buffalo Bills. This is what we're seeing with the Buffalo Bills, what we saw with the Kansas City Chiefs, what we're seeing with the Arizona Cardinals. It takes typically two to three years to go from a bad team to a Super Bowl contending team. Now you have to look at this though. Finding value means grabbing young guys who can plug in as starters, already developed young players entering free agency. First off, we're going to take a look at a loved player that we've loved a lot on this channel, a lot on this podcast, and that is Eric Wilson. Eric Wilson, great player on our Vikings defense in the 2020 season and has now just dropped down. With Anthony Barr and, Air and Nick Vigil entering free agency, the Vikings will not bring Anthony Barr back. Whether they bring Vigil back or not, it doesn't really matter because he's not a, the future for the team. We look at Eric Wilson and what he did as a starting outside linebacker in the 2020 season where he started 15 games on this team. 15, 1, 5, racked up 122 total tackles, three interceptions, eight pass deflections, a forced fumble, a fumble return, and three sacks. So just had an excellent season with the Minnesota Vikings in 2020. After that season, the Vikings were not bringing him back because we simply did not have the money. Now, with Anthony Barr leaving, now with Nick Vigil maybe leaving, the Vikings need a new two new outside linebackers. One of those outside linebackers should be Eric Wilson. We should bring him back under a one-year, two-year contract because he is very low valued. He is valued at $3 million average annual salary, which the Vikings can pay. It's one of the only players that we can necessarily afford because the Vikings are in the hole. Almost, we have $13 million. So after the Vikings sign, re-sign Tyler Conklin, after the Vikings bring back, what's another name we should bring back? Maybe Xavier Woods. After the Vikings bring these players back, we're really not looking at very much money here. So one of the players that we can afford is Eric Wilson. The Vikings should bring Eric Wilson back, plug him in as a day one starter on our team. Number four, and now we're getting into, see Eric Wilson, I like the guy. We have him on this list for a reason. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. Now we're getting into the top four, and these are the players that I'm all in for, starting it off with James Daniels. James Daniels, number four on this list. Why? Because he is excellent. He is an excellent offensive guard and was Maybe the only bright spot on the Chicago Bears O-line this season. If you watched the Bears play, which you did because they were in the NFC North and the Vikings played them twice. If you watched the Bears play, you noticed how bad that O-line was. Yeah, well, not James Daniels. James Daniels started this year at right guard and the Vikings can bring him in for $5 million average annual salary, which we can afford. Bring him in for a low contract and plug him in as a day one starter at right guard. This would be such a relief because... Whoever the Vikings quarterback is in 2022, we need a better offensive line than we had this year. We need a better offensive line. James Daniels, you can plug him in at left guard or right guard. I would like to see the Vikings play him at right guard to keep Ezra Cleveland at the left guard position. On top of that, you have Christian Darrisaw going into year two at left tackle. Brian O'Neill just a stud at right tackle. Who knows what Garrett Brabber is going to bring at center. But as a whole, that offensive line right there, like what quarterback would not want to play here? If you have that O-line, which should be above average of an offensive line, if we do bring in James Daniels, on top of that, you have top five in playmakers. Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, and KJ Osborne make 
top five wide receiver tandem right there. Not only that, but you have one of the best running back duels in the NFL. So what quarterback would not want to play here? I mean, whatever quarterback we bring in in 2022, whether it's Kirk Cousins who starts the next season or the Vikings trade him away and do bring in a new player, this would be huge for the Vikings to just build a team around a new quarterback because that is how you rebuild a team. That is how you rebuild a franchise is building around your future franchise quarterback. James Daniels could help us do that as he will only be 25 years old this upcoming season, meaning he has likely another five years where he can be a stud at right guard like he was this year with the Chicago Bears and maybe the only bright spot on their offensive line this year because wow was that old line terrible for the Bears number three we have Harold Landry now see what I mentioned here I'm looking at value I'm doing a Bill Belichick right now I'm looking at value I'm looking at players who are undervalued players who are very low where we don't ha won't have to break the bank for Harold Landry is one of those players and you're going to watch him in the and in the AFC divisional round against the Bengals this week Harold Landry is amazing, and he does not get enough credit. This might be one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL right here. Harold Landry is an outside linebacker for the Tennessee Titans and will be 26 years old this upcoming season. Yes, that's 2-6, meaning we should have him for a long time if the Vikings bring him in. He started all 17 games for the Titans on defense this year, where he racked up 74 total tackles, a forced fumble, and 12 sacks. Just an absolute monster. 12 sacks. I mean, come on. This is what the Vikings need right here. We need to bring in another pass rusher. His expected salary is only 10 million average annual salary. Yes, count me in. I am all in on paying him 10 million a year because this is a very valuable player. Harold Landry can step in and look better than Anthony Barr. Harry, Harold Landry can step in as a day one starter at outside linebacker, a younger, more talented Anthony Barr. And that is what I'm looking at here. A player who's younger, who can play and continue to play for this team for the next four to five years where the Vikings should be competing by then. There is a lot of great outside linebackers in this free agent class to the point where Vikings can find value with players like Harold Landry. Like I said, Chandler Jones, Von Miller, Hassan Reddick. There are multiple names that are entering free agency, and I just want the Vikings to find value in a player like Harold Landry because he $10 million, I'm all in for that. He might even make less than that if he really wanted to play with the Vikings that bad. Number two, and we've talked about him a lot on this podcast so far, Marcus Mariota. See, here's my problem with Marcus Mariota. I love him. However, here's my problem. He's a big downgrade from Kirk Cousins. I like Kirk Cousins. I do. Kirk Cousins is talented. He's a very good leader. Well, okay, that's a little iffy now. He's a good guy at least. Um, but... We have to look at the future for this team. And that future is not Kirk Cousins. It is not Kirk Cousins. And I ran a poll on my YouTube channel, and a majority of people say that Kirk Cousins is will be the Vikings starter in 2022. And while I do see the, the value in Kirk Cousins, I just, you have to look to the future for this team. You have to look to a rebuild. You got rid of your GM. You got rid of your head coach. It is a no brainer right now that now you have to look to the future and that future is not Kirk Cousins that future is not a quarterback who started four years with your team under those four years had zero division titles and one playoff appearance one playoff win where they won in overtime against the Saints I mean it's just how much more Vikings fans what more do we need to see what more do we need to see? Kirk Cousins is coming off of a career year. We have to look to the future. Now, yes, Marcus Mariota might not be the future. Marcus Mariota will be 29 years old this upcoming season, and his total career stats are honestly not that great. They really aren't. But here's the facts. With Marcus Mariota, the facts is that he's so cheap, and he can be plugged in as a starter his first year. 
Vikings trade Kirk Cousins. We're not starting Kellen Mond at quarterback. No. You start Kellen Mond at quarterback, Justin Jefferson's going to ask for a trade. Okay, because Kellen Mond will not be able to hit him on full stride. This is facts right now. Now, Kellen Mond, I hope to see more of him going forward. I want to see him do better. But the honest truth is that so far, Kellen Mond has looked terrible. Who has not had an opportunity, a real life, a real opportunity in the NFL so far? Marcus Mariota. The Tennessee Titans did not design their offense around Marcus Mariota. It's just simple. They were asking for too much from Mariota. They wanted to be a, a, have a great deep throw. Like, he is a very inaccurate quarterback, and his decision-making is not there. However, if you look at what Kellen Moore can do for our team, Kellen Moore, we bring him in as head coach. What he can do with Marcus Mariota is make him look better because here's the thing. Marcus Mariota is a very talented quarterback. He is. He's a dual-threat quarterback and able to make plays, and we saw this in college, able to make plays that other quarterbacks are not capable of. However, he makes too many mistakes, and he's a very inaccurate quarterback. If you bring in a head coach that can work with quarterbacks like Kellen Moore, maybe Mariota can get a real shot in the NFL. Now, for the first option on this list is a big-name player. I mentioned how none of these players are going to be massive-name players. However, this is a big-name player, and that's why he's number one on this list because we need him a lot because he is young. Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis falls first on this list. Why? Because simply... Vikings cannot develop corners. And we've seen this for years where the Vikings draft corners in the first round and they just die out. They cannot develop corners. Now, hopefully this new regime, this new coaching staff that we're bringing in will be able to develop corners and make them look a lot better. But here's the facts, Vikings fans. Corners, you have to find value in cornerbacks because here's the thing with cornerbacks. They play for a long time. And on top of that, when you take young corners, they typically take two to three yards to start hitting stride in the NFL. Grab an already developed corner like Carlton Davis in free agency. Now you're going to have to pay him a lot of money. $20 million average annual salary. That will throw the Vikings in the pit in salary cap. But if I'm going to be completely honest, this is worth it. Because you make Carlton Davis one of the top paid corners in the NFL, which he deserves. Now, he is an injury-prone player. He does get injured just about every year, which does suck to see. So maybe he doesn't get paid top five corner in the NFL, but you make him a very high-paid corner. You can have him come on your secondary three-year contract, have him come on your secondary and work with these young guys. And in the future, when the Vikings are competing in four years, three, four years, because this is typically how long it takes for, the, for a team to go from a bad team to a Super Bowl contending team, three to four years. Carlton Davis should still be out there dominating. You know who wouldn't be out there dominating in three to four years? Patrick Peterson. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm a big Patrick Peterson fan. If you want to come back on veteran minimum, fine. Bring him back on $1.4 million co contract. Why would he want to come back, back on that small contract? I don't understand. But if he does, you can bring Patrick Peterson back. He does like playing here, which I don't understand, but he does like playing here. Fine. That's okay. But you look at when the Vikings are competing in a few years, Patrick Peterson is not going to be that great anymore. Let's be completely honest. He won't. You know who would be? Carlton Davis, because he's an already developed corner, 25 years old. Yes, that's 2-5, meaning he should play for a long time to come. You bring him on a, on a $3 million or a three-year contract, maybe $20 million average annual salary, somewhere around there. The Vikings can definitely hit on that corner, and that is my number one pick, is Carlton Davis, cornerback coming out of Tampa Bay. Love to see him. Just He's already won a Super Bowl. 
Hopefully he can come into a team and bring us a Super Bowl as well. So that's my full list. We have Eric Wilson at five, James Daniels at four. Love James Daniels. Please bring him in. We just, I just want someone at right guard. I just want a good offensive line. Is it too much to ask? I just want a good offensive line. Bring in uh, James Daniels, plug him in at right guard. Harold Landry, value. Value. That is value in bold caps right there because Harold Landry, you can definitely get uh, underpay for him pretty much. You can underpay for Harold Landry for what he'll bring for your team because we need another pass rusher. Marcus Mariota, like I said, a big downgrade from Kirk Cousins. However, you're giving him another opportunity. He won't be the future for quarterback for our franchise, but you bring him in and you give him another opportunity. And then number one, Carlton Davis, because we need corners badly desperately it's gonna wrap up episode 151 of morning kickoff i hope you all did enjoy tuning into this episode if you did be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more minnesota vikings football related content thank you all for tuning into this episode of morning kickoff have a great day